Welcome back, everybody. You're not on drugs. This is the Unreal Experience. And here today on the show, I have a very special guest with me who is a very good personal friend of mine, a highly regarded, top-level, self-taught animator with a very high-profile track record of working alongside Death Battle, DBX, Death Race, and with a total average of over 176 million total channel views on his channel, most synonymous with Perfect Cell Versus and Kermit and Friends, along with many other things. Please welcome the one, the only, the king of the Big Booty Brigade and the man responsible for the Great Coochie War, Devil Artemis. It's great to have you on, my man. Just gonna say you you promised me bitches, and I have yet to see a single to see a single bitch. I have yet to see a single woman here. Aren't you the one responsible for the Great Coochie War, though? No, that was Ro- <laughs> that was Roshi. <laughs> it was totally fucking. Happy New Year! This is the first uh, episode of 2021. We've known each other for a long time. Uh, I, it's 2017, I believe. So that's about four, five years, give or take. So. I've always wanted to, and we've had such a journey. We've played tons of games. We've done tons of wacky videos. And uh, first and foremost, how are you? How was your new year? And uh, just pretty much t- touching basis on how uh, the journey was, I think, going from 2020 into the new year. How was that like for you? Uh, I've, I've been good, dude. Um, you know, I've, I've been uh, really busy just animating and going into the new year. Uh, there's not like really, there's not much going on. Um I, I have managed to get into the process of purchasing a home. So like right now I'm in the process of buying a house. That's the only thing I have going for me right now. How's that That's going it. for you? Uh, it's, it's stressful. Yeah. Tedious, right? Tedious. <laughs> it's stressful. Um, and, and more so because like, they're just like, uh, I feel like it's a long process and, and they look into a lot of stuff. That's all. I'm not really worried about anything. It's just, you know, it's, it's it's just a process I've I've never been through before. It's like a first time thing for me. Has COVID had any sort of effect on you or your family throughout 2020? Or was that more or less of a kind of like a good thing in disguise because you get to be home more uh, if you weren't outside already and just kind of chillaxing by yourself? Well, I mean, I content creators, I feel like aren't haven't really been um, affected much by COVID. Those who who work from home in general, we can still work from home. You get me? Right. At least for me, I, I've been fortunate enough to be able to work from home. Not a lot of people have had that um, privilege or be, being able to, to, to do that. A lot of people have lost their jobs. COVID has affected so many people in, in like negative ways. And not just me, anyone who's a full-time content creator, you know, they're just doing what they do normally now, you know? Um, at least that that's what I assume, uh, assuming everybody creates content from home. I'm sure there are other content creators who have studios and things like that. Um, that might have been, uh, that might have affected their business or their, you know, content creation. I know that with like death battle, for example, um, they actually, the rooster teeth, the rooster teeth office was actually closed and everybody had to go home. Wow. So yeah. And, and they have a bunch of animators who, uh, one of my friends who works there, um, David, Dave, he, he works there full time and they had, they had to, you know, send him home and he had to work from home, but all, you know, COVID is just fucking things up, dude. I think it really, um, left a strain on a lot of people. I think depending on the niche, um, of content creation, like a lot of people that normally go out and vlog, they can't go out and vlog. 
um, people that do like parkour stuff or anything that involves going, you know, into the outside world. It kind of hindered that for a long time. But content creation, speaking of, uh, really changed your life, I think, um, because just like yourself, uh, at some point, many, many years ago, I was working uh, multiple jobs. I had very stressful inducing jobs. I was a, I was a security guard. I was working in GameStop. I was working in food trucks. I was all over the place. And I would say content creation really helped me out mentally a lot, uh, really helped me out in, in, in looking at things a little differently and having a broader perspective on things. Uh, as yourself as well, your first ever video was created on the Devil Artemis channel back in November of 2016. And since then, you've amassed, up until this recording, 559,000 subscribers. But you weren't always a content creator. So can you just care to you know let us in on the journey of coming up into content creation? What made you want to kind of step into this field in becoming who you are today, Devil Artemis, in having go from going from what you've established from the beginning, uh, from doing Black Ops Three Zombies videos to doing very brief Dragon Ball reviews to doing Xenoverse Two. You were kind of, you know, different, and you were, you know, just doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that early on. But then ultimately, in time, you found, I think, your formula and what works for you. So. Can you just care to let us in on what the journey was like and how you basically came up in being a YouTuber to begin with? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's it's a long journey, but um, the the part that you know is when I met you. Uh, but before before I met you, I actually used to do fan dubs. I used to I first started out with just voiceover. It was all voice acting, um, and I used to have other YouTube channels. They were always taken down because back in the day. Uh, copyrights. Uh, if you just used to upload a fan dub, boom, you were just immediately taken down. Like there wasn't even demonetization; it was just strikes. Yeah, and that was it. All yep. my channels were just destroyed. Yep. They were wrecked. All right, and and it can happen at any time. You can have a channel for like a whole year, and then one day you'll just wake up and boom, like five of your fan dubs are taken down, and your whole channel was just completely hakaied off the off the platform. So I started off with that. I used to do voiceover back in the day with a bunch of other people. Um, some of them are content creators today. Um, like, like Boma Bunny. She, she's one of my friends. I used to do Naruto fan dubs back in the day when we were younger. Um, and this is, this is like, I'm talking when I was like 15, or like 14 around there. Right. Um, long time ago afterwards. Um, I want to pursue that career, that voiceover, you know, I want to be a, a voice actor, um, and obviously I took inspiration from the big names for me. I was like, yo, man, I, I really love team four star. Um, I, I was inspired by team four star to do a shit ton of voiceover just, just to, to imitate dragon ball characters. Then I started looking into the dragon ball, um, voice actors. Um, and then I fell in love with the games, all that stuff just really, fueled my drive to to want to do more and more voiceover no, this animation stuff that i'm doing none of that uh you know was bo none of that skill or, or thing that i talent that i built up till now um it didn't exist like more than two years ago it wasn't it wasn't until i met um my friend creeps the creeps are real and he 
he like told me, dude, there's a program called SFM. And he showed me the basics. Like he showed me, you know, how to move stuff around, um, the, the basics of placing down a keyframe, Um, and then that's it. Like that just sparked an entire flame that just engulfed everything. <laughs> and, and I don't know. It was, it was fucking, it was incredible that my, my create creativity was like off the charts. I started doing a bunch of parodies and obviously the, the, the stuff that I do on my channel is the cell versus stuff. Um, when I first started out, it was more so like reviews, little reviews and things like that. Um, but I, I didn't really find something that m made me like devil Artemis. Right. So then I started doing cell verses, but even then the cell verses, I felt like, okay, I'm doing the cell verses in the fashion of team four star. Right. 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 Where, where I'm using anime footage. Um, and I knew this was going to be a problem from the beginning. Cause I've seen team four star struggle with anime footage. I've seen them, uh, struggle with like the copyright issues. Yeah. They can take you down for that. Of course. So I was like, you know what? I don't even want to pursue this anymore. Um, as soon as I figured out the, the, the 3d animation stuff, I was like, we're just going full 3d dude. In 20, I forced myself in like 24 hours. I had the basics down thanks to creeps. And then like, after that, like within a week's time, I was just pumping out videos. My, my earlier videos, um, aren't as good as my videos now, obviously, because I started. Um, of course, of course. But I, I worked so hard on those animations, man. And and I look back at them and I'm like, man, they're really, they're really shitty. <laughs> they're really shitty animation wise. But I, I sit in front of this computer for a long time to animate this stuff. Uh, I, I write a lot of my stuff, but I also have sometimes special guest writers and like, other people that are featured on the show. Um, and I've also tried just making it my own. I don't, I don't even do anything that has to do with dragon ball. You can watch my videos and not know anything about dragon ball and enjoy them. Right. Or you, you can watch my videos and you can see it's, it's not the same uh, as for example, team four stars there. It's a different type of comedy. They're abridging a series. My stuff is more like random bullshit. You know, right. Um, you're just on there for like a minute or two. You laugh, you smile. If you like the video, whatever. If you don't, oh, well. Um, but that's basically like what I go for on my channel. It's it's a very different uh, thing, even though the, the name might be the same. Like, for example, with Cell Versus and then there's King Four Star Cell Versus. Um, very different. Once once people start watching my videos, they notice that right away. Like like a few videos in, you'll start to notice. Oh, yeah, this is completely different yeah you came you came into your own by finding who you were right um and I, I think along the way it was quite interesting because when i met you i met you i do believe around i would say the springtime of 2017 this was when gosh uh dragon ball super the anime was running and we had an old server and i remember there was a bunch of us in, in vc and we were just chit-chatting and then here you come along, and I think we were all just memeing or just bullshitting online. And then I remember you did a few voices, and I was like, "Hold up, like that was a really good voice, you know." And we had a few few of those come in, and man, not for nothing, but that 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 always gets annoying, right? When when people random people join and they start, you know, imitating voices or just whatever. It was it kind of gets redundant after a while. But I remember when you came in, you kind of showed a little bit of personality, and I was like, you know what, I like this guy. Like this guy, he comes off pretty cool. And I didn't even know you from a hole in the wall. And I'm pretty sure at that point, you didn't know who I was that very well either. Um, and we grew a friendship from that. And it was quite, uh, I think, interesting to see how you went into this field. And 
at first it was a struggle. And I remember that vividly because you were, you know, contacting me multiple times asking me about, yo, like what's going on. And I remember I, I told you, um, very importantly, not to worry about numbers because on this platform, I'm sure, you know, um, numbers could play a big factor in a lot of things. Like as an example, when you start seeing numbers go up and then they suddenly go down, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean it's your fault. It's just the way the algorithm works. And, and that's what kind of sucks, um, when being on this platform, because it's, it's very unreliable in the idea that you can't always bet that each of your videos would hit a million views because there would be a point in time where let's just say you would have five videos hit 500,000 and then your sixth one would get like 20K. You start, you know, wondering like, is this the end? Like what's going on? So for a while early on, I remember you did Dokkan videos. You did, I believe it was Planet Namek After Dark. You did a few of these like really wacky theories and they were supposed to be like you know obviously parodied pretty pretty like wacky stuff and a lot of them were on and off um i remember you would get one to two to three to four thousand views a video then it would jump back down to 300 and then back up to 1000 and then you know back down to like 20 views it was insane but i think after a while you kind of discovered your your own sense of who you were and i think one of your primary videos that took off during that time that I would say really put you on the map more than anything else was the Cell versus Ugandan Knuckles parody. So when that happened during that time, can you just tell us like how you felt and what was that experience like to finally see the snowball get bigger as it was tumbling down the hill and to kind of see the numbers be a lot steadier than how they were? Like what 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 went through your mind as you start to you know see your channel finally come in uh, come into its own during that time? The Ugandan knuckle stuff is is like kind of what like took my channel off. Um, it's it's what like you know blew it up. Um, but it was one of those videos where I like uploaded those videos and you don't expect it to go viral. Right. Um, so like the next day I was just like, yo, like, holy shit. Like this thing, like what up. the hell is going on? Right. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I was like, you know, hold, like, holy fuck. Like it was really taking off, taking off. Um, but yeah, that at that time, uh, that was a really big VR chat meme, like huge. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's really the main reason. I think at the same time, I was also doing VR chat content. I haven't done VR chat content in so long, but that was also, uh, yeah. So when looking back, I would say, because uh, you did a whole bunch of stuff. I remember you used to do like some really cool music. And, you know, as a friend, you're a very talented person. I don't think a lot of people know this, um, especially for the, like the newer people. Um, they don't know that you know how to play piano. They don't know that you know how to mod maps, mod characters. Like you're, you know, you're very skilled in a lot of different areas. And what I think gravitated me towards you a lot more as a friend, uh, because I do consider you and being one of my best friends is the fact that we have a very similar kind of like humor style. Um, you know, like the dark, funny humor that we normally come off in doing. And I can't recall how many times me and you, you know, almost caught like, you know, hemorrhages laughing, you know, just like at the stupidest things, right? So like when looking at your channel, obviously you said it before, you said that when looking back on your older stuff, you're kind of like kind of disgusted in a way. And I understand that because you're looking at that kind of like scope from like a perfectionist kind of point of view to say like, okay, well, what I did here was trash compared to what I'm doing now. 
And I know that it's, you- not, it's not that I'm saying my stuff now is like godly. You know what I'm saying? Because look, at the end of well, the no, day- Well, no, compared to what it was before. Well, no, but my videos are literally like they're made like, I would say from beginning to end, voicing, animated, video editing. It it takes like about, about eight to nine hours, may, maybe more, sometimes even less. Sometimes it's only five to six. But in animation length- that is that's nothing. That is nothing. If, if if you were to tell me that you can turn out an animation in five hours uh, with some of the stuff that, that I can do, uh, some of the stuff that, that I've done for death battle or, or death race, that entire I'm telling you, I did all that stuff in like three days. Oh, no, absolutely. You know, all, all the all the anime, the animations that I've done. um, they're relatively short, two to three minutes. Right. But um, in animation time, it takes forever, forever to animate even just one minute. I remember used to take longer before. I remember like uh, maybe maybe like a year and a half ago, two years ago, it would take you, I don't know, maybe like more than 12 hours. Now it's taking you a shorter time because you've really mastered your craft. And I think, again, comparing your work from then to now, you've improved tremendously. I mean, there's no question about that. And I think... When looking at your content now, a year or two from now, you're going to say, wow, like I'm in a much better kind of uh, field than when I was before. So when looking at, you know, the things you've introduced and the things you've done so far, is this realm kind of like your comfortability realm where you can see yourself taking it and, and moving further with it and continuously doing cell versus continuously doing these Kermit and friends kind of parodies uh, or do you see yourself kind of moving into kind of newer territories as the years progress, maybe reintroducing older things or maybe going back and doing, you know, different concepts like like going forward. What do you think about the content or the the types of content you plan on introducing on your channel? Is it going to be more or less kind of like the similar, you know, concepts you have going on now? Or are we bound to see something different or something be brought back from the past except redone in, in a better way? Um, well, for, for this year, what, once I'm done with the move and I move into my new home and like, I'm settled down my big goal, I'm still going to do like sell verses and stuff, but I want to move on to a project that I've been working on called, called soul link. Soul link. Okay. What is that? Yeah. It's an original series, a completely a 100% original animated series um, because I'm launching Dev Studios animation animation this year. And and for those who don't know, what is uh, Dev Animation Studios? So Dev Studios Animations is basically you can hire us to animate stuff. We're, we're not selling like third party characters or anything like that because that's illegal. You know what right, I'm saying? But right. uh, we're not selling animations or anything like that. Uh, we're selling the service of an, of animating something. So um, if you need animators for your projects, uh, including myself, you know, um, and it's going to be a website. Uh, we're going to we have um, demos that are going to be going up of, of everybody who's going to be involved. Um, I have a bunch of model guys that work f- for me. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be good. I have it planned. Uh, I have the whole story planned. That's basically my, my next step. I want to launch dev studios animation and I want to start this soul link project. I want to hire voice actors, professional voice actors too. Um, and, and we're going to, we're going to 
you know, kick that off hopefully later on this year, but I'll still be doing the Kermit stuff. I'll still be doing sell and fucking sell verses and all that stuff, because I feel like it's kind of, for me, it's kind of become like a little smash bros entry where there's always like a, a, a new fighter. Guest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, a, it was like, Oh shit. You know, this you know, who's going to step in this time. Yeah, versus. absolutely. So I have two questions then. So in your opinion, right off the top of your head, what is your favorite cell verses that you've done or at least when looking back on it like when you sit back and you're like okay let me watch this what episode would you pick out out of the hundreds you've done that you'd say okay that is my favorite one because of you know reasons fuck that's tough dude i don't even think i can answer that question that's kind of hard because it's like because you have a bunch Murdza Masu, Jiren, Broly, you have Shallad, Shrek. I have a oh massive my, library. It's, it's insane for me to, have, uh, to answer. Um, but if you could just pick one off the top of your head that you would say that was really, really good and that was really something that I can look back and just laugh at so many times over, what would that be? Fuck, dude. I, I there's, there's, one, there's one part that that I really enjoyed animating um but it it isn't even a it isn't even a a cell versus at least I don't think it is oh no it is I think it is I think it's cell versus Shin Godzilla or one of and it's something that Kermit does where he takes out a pistol two pistols no way yeah well that was the joke yeah yeah it was two pistols <laughs> yeah yep. so so Godzilla <laughs> comes in and the first thing is that when Godzilla yells the subtitles say angry Japanese lizard noises. And then Kermit's like, Oh, don't worry. Cell, I have, <laughs> I have a plan. And he whips out a fucking pistol. Right. And then, and Cell's like, I right, that's not going to fucking work against Godzilla. And then Kermit shoots and just pisses him off even more. He's like, don't worry. Cell, I have plan B. <laughs> and then everyone is wondering like, yo, what the fuck is this plan B? He takes out another pistol. And then he he shoots Godzilla, and then they just stare at Godzilla, and then Godzilla dies. Um, it, if you see the parody, it's uh, I thought that was fucking funny. Uh, actually, it was hilarious to me. See, it, it's kind of hard for me because you had you had Cell versus Zeno. I really enjoyed that one. You had um, I think it was Cell. You had an entire series for Cell versus All for One. That was chaos. That was a oh, really, bro, you know, that favorite. Fun. That was the fun. The All for One series is arguably a lot of the fans' favorites. So I, I think when looking back on it, I, I have a few. Um, you know, when he fought Beerus, because you used to do uh, partially episodic kind of episodes where it was Cell versus Beerus part one, two, three, etc. So I, I think those definitely stood out. But again, those were kind of old. So my follow-up question would be, do you see yourself kind of revisiting the older stuff now because as a good example i told you off camera that i think you should redo concepts like cell versus Murzamasu again because i think you can write something a little better or do that a little better or maybe versus you know a cell versus the spongebob fish anchor again or something like that you know like do you see yourself kind of going back and doing cell versus ghost face cell versus pico juan like do you see yourself going back to the older stuff and saying you know what I could have done that better. I could have made that joke a little better. Let's do it again, except do it in a much different way. Do you see yourself doing that? Or like you said earlier, is it more or less going to be a new fighter kind of entry to where it's just going to be new people coming in? Um, I mean, I'm, I feel like I've developed a, a nice cast of characters. You know, we have Carl, we have Pika Juan, we have fucking uh, <laughs> Barney on a guitar. Yeah. We have Elmo with a gat. <laughs> We have fucking uh, we have a bunch of fucking stupid ass characters 
right? On top of the main cast that you guys already know, I'm sure, with with Cell, Charlotte, Karma, everybody else. And then the entire, like, the way that this is built is that at, the universe, right, the whole Devil Artemis universe is just a bullshit, whacked out, crackhead version of, of whatever anime you're watching. <laughs> That's basically what it, what, it, what it is. So these characters, I'm not just going to exclude them and, and not involve them in the future. Um, uh, the fans really like the characters. So I see in, in the comments, they'll be like, oh, we want to see more Pico Juan. Oh, they'll, they'll say, oh, we want to see more Pump Daddy C, which is like cooler. You yeah, know, yep. um, Depressed Jimmy is Cell Jr., so in my in, in my universe, he's called Depressed Jimmy. Um, Cell shot him out his ass one day. I think it was like during a random. I I, I forgot I forgot what it was, but he just he was he, he had he had the bubble guts and Depressed Jimmy was born. So there you go. Um, but all that shit, like, will I go back and and maybe do remasters or redos? I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't I don't want to make another like Perfect Cell versus Beerus. Well, part one, two, and three, I'd rather just do another parody that involves Beerus and call it something else, you know? Um, Cause I also do the perfect and then insert title here. So right. it, I could do like the perfect pizza boy, the perfect Pokemon trainer, which that's, that's another one of my favorite series that I've recently done. The Jigglypuff stuff. Jigglypuff was hilarious. Love. Yo, Jigglypuff is one of my favorite characters, bro. I love him. So Jigglypuff, that that you know the perfect pokemon trainer um the perfect jedi or whatever like I, I could do shit like that and then just throw cell as a mascot in whatever fucking universe i want so if i do want to do the perfect jedi or the perfect sith i can make you know that would be an episode that focuses on cell somehow through some miraculous bullshit ends up in the star wars universe and i'll make it work and I'll have a special guest, and people will love it. I don't fucking know how it works. Yeah, just like that's... how you did uh, Kermit with the Infinity Gauntlet. Remember that? That was oh, yeah. ages ago. The Infinity ago. Gauntlet. Yeah, well, right? you get that? See, you what's also oh, interesting is you, uh, you took a lot of inspiration off of so many movies and so many different kinds of comic books and cartoons or whatever. A lot of people don't know that you're a big nerd behind the scenes. You, you're into so many things that it's kind of like incredible to look at when, when talking to you um, off camera. Uh, so, like, what what are I don't some? I think it's like behind the scenes because if you, if you look at if you look at the vi- if you look at the channel, right? I do like Dragon Ball, but it's because that I like Naruto. It's because that I like uh, the Seven Deadly Sins, um, Yu Yu Hakusho, Gundam, Star Wars, all of this stuff. It, it's because that I like Smash Bros, Nintendo, Marvel, all that stuff. Yeah, that it comes on I screen. Have the same passion that I love Dragon Ball that I can involve it into that universe. That's that's why. I, I do what I do. That's why um, people will, will, will just be mad and say, oh, he's just doing random crap. But you know what? It makes people laugh. I'm I'm voicing, and you're a fan of these things yourself. Yeah, I'm voicing these characters. If you, you know, my my videos are not um, meant to be taken seriously regardless. Um, but these characters are, are there because I love them, because, you know, it's it's something that I'm passionate about. So, yeah. Speaking of being passionate about stuff, like like you said, you're big into a lot of different things, including uh, fighting games, and it's kind oh, of yeah. it's kind of crazy to see. Like, do you remember when I went with you to the fighting game tournament when I was, uh, you know, an, uh, helping commentate over your fight? I think it was Dragon Ball Fighters. I think it was at the time, or it was something. I think it was yeah. Street Fighter or whatever. 
so you're you're big into that, and it's kind of crazy how you've still never uploaded our Budokai video where I smacked you. And bro, you know, I don't know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> yeah, about, bro. Yo, 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 we don't, we, yo, we'll never talk about that one, right? This, this Dragon Ball video, I have no fucking. I'm gonna let you guys about. in on, on a little secret. So Artemis here is really good at fighting games, um, and I used to talk a hell of a lot of shit just to kind of get him riled up. And I remember the video still up on his channel. It's kind of old at this point. I challenged him to Mortal Kombat, and I was talking so much garbage. And he like he doesn't you know give off like a reactionary kind of thing in person, but he just he you could tell based on the way his hands are like he's about to go in. This man gave me an unconditional like the father just came home drunk kind of like beating. It was wait wait can, can I can I send you can I send you the video and can you include it? No no definitely I'm 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 gonna be linking that because it was. It was so surreal because even right before he said round one, fight, I was just talking <laughs> no, shit. Listen, you have to see because in the video at the end, I do a victory screech. So the video cuts off mid-scream. It it's was so insane. And I remember for his celebratory uh, milestone on his channel, I think it was 100,000 subs, we played uh, Budokai Tenkaichi 3 online. And we were wheezing on camera because of his King Kai reaction that he was doing as we were like fighting because King, King, <laughs> King Kai, yo, you, th- th- that's, what's crazy. You had me. I, I thought my appendix was going to burst. It was, it was that I, I maybe, I don't know if the live stream is up on your channel, but it's so old. But if you go back and look, it was the craziest thing. So one day again, I'm talking a lot of smack. I'm like, yo, play me in Budokai. And he's so up in the air with like i'll smack you and so and so and i'll beat you with so and so and i was like all right so i kind of baited him into using like whatever and i was using yeah and i I was i was using like all these (laughs) i was using all these crazy characters and i had broly on my team right so i don't know how it boiled down to this but eventually he's smacking all my guys around i get him down to one character right i think it's like one-on-one and it was inconceivable because I had the leverage and the upper hand over him. And once I beat him for the first time, someone who was a pro at these things, I never saw the light of that video ever again. He term- he made sure he contacted the CIA, whoever he needed to burn the footage. And then he he overdosed to make it seem like, I don't remember anything, man. Nah, bro. So, so, so look. He beat me with Broly. I was the Cyberman. I was like, bro, that's a bunch of bullshit. I was whooping your ass the whole fight. And he's like, nah, man, <laughs> I fucked you up. I said, bullshit. I said, bullshit. You did not fuck me up. I destroyed you. And then the last minute, I felt bad. <laughs> it backfired. It and backfired. Like, and, L is an L. and I'm like, you're right. And then I destroyed the footage. <laughs> he burned. He and burned. Then, and then I said, an L is an L. But and And then, you know what? I'll admit it. I'll admit it right here. I lost. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the only victory I had over him, and it's the only thing I need because after bro, that day, I remember. Forget, bro, because if we if we play Takaichi three right now, I will beat your ass, bro. Guaranteed. Uh, I'm not too sure about that one, Chief. I don't know, man. Hey, man. Well, I mean, not for nothing. I'm, after after I gave you that L, I retired. I was just done. Like that oh, was all I needed. That's I, it, bro. Damn, that right. was I it. I, that, you know, I, retirement has been fun since. But so here's the thing. So YouTube has been a journey, and you've met a lot of people along the way uh some people that were great some people that weren't so what was it like uh just kind of getting like your name out there for popular people to start saying it because you were 
you know, coming up, you were the one that was looking up to a lot of these people watching their content. And then here they are, like, you know, befriending you and working alongside with you. Like, how was that experience like from going as a spectator to kind of working alongside and with a lot of these people that you're working with now? Um, you know, when I first started this, uh, we all start at the same spot, right? We right. all start with nothing and we all get to a certain point when, when we do reach this stage or like, wow, like, okay, I've, I've made it somewhere, but there's always those that you meet along the way that will take notice in your value. And then there are those that might want to take advantage of your value. And then there are those who do, do just plain don't see your value. Okay. You are one of the people who did see my value, right? And I'm telling you, Alex, this has been something that you told me that has stuck with me my whole life. And I always tell my wife this. You told me, dude, it gets, it gets lonely being at the top of the mountain. You told me that. And, and you told me when, you know, if you're going to start this YouTube thing, let's, let's do it together. He's like, let's, let's do some videos. Let's hang out and stuff. You, since then, you know what I'm saying? That has always stuck with me. That has always stuck with me. Um, and it's the, the journey you'll meet people that you'll have issues with. You'll meet people that you become good friends with. Sometimes you'll argue, you know, sometimes you'll have fallouts with people. Sometimes, uh, friendships can heal. It's, it's, it's an adventure. It's, it, it really is. Um, I, I guess the hardest part about it is just keeping yourself mentally sane as you <laughs> along the way. That's because YouTube is also like a very um, mentally demanding job. That's for sure. I mean, absolutely. Um, I, I think one of the things that I miss about you, because a lot of people may or may not know, um, we did vlogs. We used to do some stuff here and there. That was when you used to live here. You don't live here anymore. Um, and it kind of sucks because I, I miss spending time with you, um, seeing your family, just making – people may not know this, but I remember I, I came to your birthday, surprised the shit out of you. I, I had your wife get you out of the house so I can sneak in with a Spider-Man mask and balloons and I'll never forget the look on your face because when you opened that door and you saw this big ass dude sitting yeah. on the edge of your bed. Can I tell that story? Go ahead. So, so I wake up. It's the, it's, it's the earliest fucking it's early in the morning, right? I'm talking like it's fucking like six or seven in the morning. And my wife is like, oh, my God, there's an issue out in the garage. I need your help. I need your help. OK, I run out to the garage and I'm just like, yo, what the fuck is going on? And. There's, there's nothing. My wife is just like, oh, I guess it was nothing. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, you just made me get out of bed at six o'clock in the fucking morning, seven in the morning. And I, and I'm like, I'm already pissed off now. I'm like, there's nothing going on outside. It's freezing fucking cold. Right. I'm like, this is bullshit. And when I come back inside, I go back upstairs into the room. And the first thing I see when I open the fucking door is a guy wearing a Spider-Man mask laying down in the middle of my fucking bed. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck is this guy, bro? Uh, and, and then 
And then I notice it's fucking Alex. I'm like, Alex, what the fuck are you doing in my house at seven o'clock in the morning with a Spider-Man mask in my fucking bed? I just woke up, bro. I had my dragon breath. I didn't even fucking brush my teeth. Man, it was was crazy, bro. You don't even understand, but it was it was a really nice birthday gift. This motherfucker surprised me. I forgot what he gave me. I think it was like a million dollars or something. One of his daughters almost gave it away, right? And I was so nervous because I was like, oh, man, what if what if she gives it away? And we ended up having a really good birthday for you. Um, so how how was that transition like? Because you went from living in an area where we're all synonymous with being like crazy out here. And now you're at a completely different part of the world. You're more down south. Like how was the change in atmosphere um, family, like just having to be away from certain people and just coping a little differently. Like, do you prefer being where you're at or do you prefer kind of going back or not going back, but being back in that area where you're most, you know, synonymous or at least known for having family around you and friends and whatnot? Um, well, what, what, what people have known about me before is that I, I did used to live in New York and I, and I have told people that I have moved to Florida so living in New York was something that um, it was for me. It's, it's my culture. People don't don't understand. They'll, they'll say like, oh, man, New York is just, you know, fucking rats and bacon, egg and cheeses. And <laughs> they're not entirely wrong, though. Shit. Yeah. But listen, man, I'm telling you, you guys don't understand. <laughs> like New York is just like this weird fucking culture um, and, and whatever. I'm a part of it. I, you know what I'm saying? You're a part of it. You you you, you and me both. So yeah, it's yeah. like you you grow up in it and it's hard to explain to someone. Um but once I moved out of New York and I moved over to Florida, um, it's just it's not worth living in New York because it's like so expensive over there. Um, and anywhere that's not New York it doesn't even have to be Florida. I feel like it's just way cheaper to live. But I, I miss all my my family. I miss my friends. I miss you. Um, you know, it's just it's it's different. It's definitely different down here. Um and I, I'm not even I haven't even gotten to stay here for that long. I'm still going to stay in Florida, but I'm probably going to move to a different part of Florida um, just so I can buy my house. You know, so would you say you kind of prefer Florida a little more because of like the living value and stuff? Because from where you used to live compared to now, I'm assuming that it's a lot better in terms of taxes and stuff like that. Right. And not even taxes, bro. Like, let me give you an idea. Right. If, if you're going to buy a house in New York, right, a home. Um, and I'm talking like a, a house, like maybe in a, in a suburban area, like maybe around like Long Island. Right. Um, if you buy a house there. You can, you'll end up paying like six hundred thousand dollars, seven hundred thousand dollars. You can get the same value of house for like a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars in another in another area. You're, you're 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 paying more for garbage in New York. Right. You'll pay so much rent. You'll pay like $3,000 in rent in the city, you know, for an apartment that has roaches and rats and bullshit. Like it's, it's, it's really expensive um, to live, to live in New York. It's just, it's bullshit. It's not worth it. I mean, I, I think, I think especially um in 2020, a lot of people that I knew left. Um, You left prior. Emish went to New Mexico. Your brother moved to uh, more up North. Everyone left. And I'm not sure if it's because of 
the virus. I'm sure that had to have, you know, played a, a little part in something like that. But um, I, I just I think living uh, living comfortably is is a means. I'm looking to leave myself. I'm I'm just all about timing. I've said this before. Um, the only thing keeping me here, the only thing keeping me here is my uncertainty for wrestling. Because if I'm gonna stop wrestling because of unforeseen circumstances, I kind of want that to be on my terms. I don't want to end my career off either because of a virus or because of a, a shoulder surgery. I, 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 that's gonna linger over me for a very long time uh, if I were to do that. So if I were to quit or just be finished forever, I want it to be on my terms. However, if I do go back once this is all cleared up and I do pursue that avenue again and I end up making it, then that's a burden that I don't have to live with anymore. But that's the only thing keeping me here. And I think um, from, from a YouTuber's perspective, um, you know, di- YouTube didn't really you know, bind me here because uh, uh, one of the people that I used to look up to a lot when he was living here was uh, Casey Neistat when he was living in the city and he was vlogging and stuff like it kind of put into perspective like, yo, New York, despite the rats and the pizza and the Tims, you know, it's it's a really magical kind of place. He lives in L.A. now, so it's a very different kind of atmosphere. But it's like when you're here, I wanted to experience like New York City at its at its, you know, peak at its finest. Um, And right after I got my uh, shoulder surgery, I was going to do that. And then, you know, the virus hit. So, you know, I, I think when looking at it, a lot of you guys may have, you know, made the right moves. Um, a lot of y'all spread out all over the place. And I think I definitely want to go to, I, I think one of my go-tos was probably going to be either Texas or Arizona. Um, the only reason why I don't try Florida, and this may sound really dumb, but, uh, you know, global warming's a thing. So I don't want to wake up one day with a wall of water he- heading my way, you know, like just flooding my entire like state or whatever the case may be. But, yeah, but if you think Florida's the only place that's going to be affected by global warming. Oh, no, absolutely com- not. But what I'm, what I'm saying is like when it comes down to like a uh, sea, like sea levels, bro, like I know New York. <laughs> underwater regardless oh no absolutely but not if i'm like in freaking north dakota right no no i understand i get you of course but but um that's i mean to be honest bro like what can what can we do you know uh we can only play our part but if the rest of the planet's not fucking doing anything like you know and it's only getting worse i think but when looking at this um you know looking at what you're doing and how you're doing it starting up um this animation kind of team or whatever so i wanted to ask you like do you honestly see yourself and this is more or less a personal question do you honestly see yourself doing what you're doing now for the next i would say yeah five years five years (laughs) no bro i i'm gonna be an animator for the rest of my life okay because the only reason why i was gonna ask you is because the toll it perhaps or you know the 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 strain it probably has on your body or on your mental health like like let us in a little bit as to how that is like does that affect you you know being on the computer for that long doing that yeah dude um man mentally mentally it does take a really big oh you have no idea it takes a really big toll dude like it's 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 fucking something else but um i i think it's it's two things at the same time right i'm not only just doing animations and trying to keep up with deadlines and and do things like that. Um, I'm also running a YouTube channel. You know what I'm saying? Um, You have to deal with sitting in front of a computer. And even when you're fucking tired to the point where your eyes are shutting and you can't stay, stay up. Okay. 
I force myself to stay up and work on this shit nonstop so that sometimes I can finish something in time just so I can spend time with my family the next day. So I don't have to wake up and then go right back to the computer and sit in front of it and spend another fucking however fucking long. There are some times that I have to sit here and stress the fuck out over my next idea. And, and and it's funny because I feel like a songwriter. I have seen so many documentaries on creators or people who are successful individuals who always think that their tank is empty. And then it's not. They always like, Oh man, that was, that was it. That was, you know, that was my last thing. I, I got nothing left in the tank. And then boom, you just get another fucking genius idea. It's like, I don't, I don't know why that happens but i always feel like that i always feel like i'll release a great video and it's like fuck will the next one be good will the next one be good and 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 it's just like a never-ending stressful (laughs) for me it it, that's what it feels like it feels like burnout really so so what do you do to keep up do you drink coffee do you drink red bull monster no i know i don't i don't fucking drink coffee or red bull or any of that stuff really um, no, no. Recently, uh, I, a lot of people joke and they'll be like, Oh, devil Artemis does fucking heroin or some crazy shit like that. That, that those are just running gags that I have on my channel. Right. All right. Don't do fucking drugs. Drugs are bad. Um, but, but those like all that stuff, it's just all a joke at, at most, um, the only thing I've ever done is like smoke weed, but I feel like everybody has has vaped or smoked weed at one point in their life. But you do that to calm um, your nerves too, because I can imagine like the the stress. It was yeah, it, I do that to calm my nerves. But um, in the state of Florida, uh, it's legal for medical marijuana patients. I am a medical marijuana patient, but I, I don't want to get into that, like my medical right um, profile. But I am a medical marijuana patient, but that doesn't. In, like affect my content uh to be honest i feel like if you if i were just to constantly constantly smoke weed that would actually um do quite the opposite i wouldn't be able to get shit done because i'd just be fucking high all the time yeah you know it, it would hinder your process right exactly yeah. yeah if anything it would just fucking handicap me you know if if i how the fuck am i supposed to write a script or get into a booth and record or script something funny that i you know if, if i can't even fucking think straight so um you know, I, I do smoke occasionally, but it's usually at night when I'm chilling with my friends, playing a game, or I'm trying to relax, you know, or yeah. I'm like vibing out, you know, um, that, that's, that's really the, the appropriate time I feel like for me to do it. Um, even though I'm prescribed to do it once in the morning and at night, I can't because that's, that's bullshit. It's too uh, much. I, right. I have to work. So you said yeah. you said you you get into the booth, and um, a lot of people know that you're a, a really good voice actor. But it's interesting because you don't really pursue the voice acting career. Um, my question to you is: Have you ever considered that before? I remember we talked about it many years ago. But what are your thoughts on like that avenue for you? Would that work? All right. So, all right. So I'm going to talk about this. Right. Voice actors are treated like crap. I'm just going to say it. Really? Up, How up so? Front. Okay. No, uh, English voice actors are treated like shit, right? I'm friends with people who are voice actors and a lot of voice actors are treated like crap. Um, at least English dub voice actors, right? Right. Um, on top of them being looked down upon, uh, why would I have the need to pursue that? I have no reason to, because look at it like this, right? I could either a become a pro quote unquote, right? A professional voice actor and voice for, whatever many projects 
get a, get, get recognition and get paid for it. Um, but I, I already do that. I already get a, a bunch of fucking views on my stuff. I, I can voice whoever I want for whatever project because I make my own work. If I want to voice fucking Kermit the Frog, I can because it's, it's a 3D animation. I've, I'm making the 3D animation myself. If I want to do a video one day and I want to do fucking Rock League, guys, sensei, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. can fucking do it myself because I have a Rock League model. Um, and being able to create those animations for myself and me being able to uh, do these things from home for myself. I don't, I don't need to be a professional voice actor. What, what do you consider to be a professional? Is, is it because you need to have a, a, a title under a company or, or are you, do you know enough about your craft that you're able to make a living off of it or to um, excel in that craft? I, I feel like that is a better definition of what a professional is um, because there are still professionals who suck. Really? Yeah, you can hire someone who claims to be a professional to do a job and he can still fuck up. Doesn't have to necessarily be a voice actor. I'm just talking in general. Right. You know, right. Like like professionals, quote unquote, are just people like you and me. You know, there's the human factor, which always leads to error. Right. So anyone can mess up at any time. But I feel like if I'm doing my own job. If I'm I'm doing something, me, you know, the only I can let down is myself. <laughs> you no, know? of course, of know. course. And I remember I used to ask you that a lot. I was like, hey, um, you could do a lot of stuff at, at least at that time, and now you could do the same thing but better. Um, many people may not know, or they do know, you voice a lot of characters on you know Dragon Ball Super Stoners on my show, Vegeta, Broly, Cell, Goku. You do a lot a lot of stuff on on your own channel, and a lot of people I'm pretty sure I've asked you like, wow, like. You do a lot of stuff like why haven't you pursued that avenue, you know, because it could work out for you. But a lot of people, I would say, don't know what it's like behind the scenes. And you're one of those that kind of has their foot in the door, but not really because you can kind of understand because you have friends that go through that. Um, And I can't even imagine why people are treated like that. Maybe it's the industry. I'm not sure. Um, But when looking at that, like. How long did it take you to like master a good example is perfect cells voice, right? A lot of us can, you know, just deepen our voice and do whatever, but you have the like perfect tone, the perfect, no pun intended, the perfect kind of like sound uh, and dynamic to play that character. Like how long did it really take you to like sit down and be like, all right, well I suck. It's time to get better. And then once you got better, you were like, whoa, like well, like how how was that process like? At what point did you discover this and you were like, dude, yes, like that is the one for me. Can, can you like rephrase that question? What do you so what do you mean, when the you process? when like, you yeah when you first discovered that you could do like a cell voice and you tried it out and you were like, okay, how was that process like to to get it to where it is now? And you know what made you want to pick cell to be like the main star of like the Devil Artemis universe per se? Well, the earliest earliest that I've ever tried cell one day was uh with my with my younger brother we were just messing around doing dragon ball characters this was back in the day when i used to watch team four star but they were never up to the uh they hadn't gotten up to the cell saga yet but i was just i would just always used to do i always used to do uh cell um because we used to play like dragon ball z budokai and all the older dragon Uh, ball games you were a teen right yeah i was really i was a lot younger i don't know what year um budokai one came out oh wow that was was like freaking 2002 right something like that 
I don't, I don't know. It was like around, it was around, I think that time, yeah, a little yeah. bit after that. I don't know if it was Budokai one or two. I, f- I forgot which Budokai. It was one of the Budokai games, but uh, I was, I was playing and then me and my brother um, were messing around. Um, and then, yeah, I, I just started messing around doing the voices and uh, for perfect cell. And that's how the cell voice started. I, I had already been trying doing voiceovers. I used to do a lot more Naruto stuff when I was younger, but um the cell stuff definitely started there. And then over time, um, what solidified the cell stuff was the cell versus. So once I did the perfect cell, what was the very first cell versus that I did? I don't even remember. I, I remember the first 3d one, the first 3d cell versus I ever did in SFM was perfect cell versus Jotaro. It was, it was actually a Jojo character and it was like, it was all right, you know, but you could tell if you look at it, you're like, Whoa, you know, like, their mouth, their mouths don't even move. But um, yeah, with the cell versus stuff, that's what really like solidified the cell character. But I didn't just want it to be cell because then I was just like, dude, this is like what Team Four Star does, you know? Um, I'm like, I, I want to do something else because Perfect Cell and the Cell games that's from Dragon Ball Z. But Team Four Star doing their abridged and with their characters, that's Team Four Star, you know? That's not me. I need to do something that's me. And I said, okay, well, let me create this stupid Devil Artemis universe. Let me throw in a random character that has nothing to do with Dragon Ball Z, like Kermit the Frog. I'll throw in Shallot, who's from Dragon Ball Legends. And my jokes won't be, or my series won't be in a bridge series. It'll follow its own lore and its own canon. It'll be the Devil Artemis lore. And I'm like, but that sounds stupid. So then I just came up with uh, uh, the DAU, which is like, obviously because of the the freaking Marvel universe. Um, but I call it the DAU and the devil Artemis universe was born. And that's how I did it. And I was just like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be team four star. I want to be devil Artemis. I want to be me. And, and I started doing all the, the Kermit character. Uh, I got all for one uh, now. And, and I'm no stranger to, to hate or criticism. I myself even crack jokes on myself, you know, um, over the team four star stuff all the time. But um Definitely that cell stuff. It all started with the original cell versus things that I was doing. Um, the original uh, 2D one. That was like, yeah, that was like when you first started, man. I mean, but that I, I think that's what, when you look back on it, um, it kind of puts things into perspective to see how far you've come along. And I, I'm actually really happy that you stuck to your guns because there were several times where you just wanted to just wrap it up. And that was it. And I was like, nah, man, like, just give it time. Just time. I, weirdly enough, time time heals and does a lot of things for you, like, you know, as, you, as you've seen. Um, and I think with that, like, um, we're, we, I, I, for creators, we're no strangers, I think, to, um, like you said, criticism or having down periods because it just tends to happen. Uh, but I think as long as you identify with, you know, yourself and you, and you know yourself better than anybody else and you stick to your guns, um, you can achieve great things and you've achieved great things. And I think there's so many other, you know, great things on the horizon, especially since you're young. Um, you, you still got, I'm assuming bl- tons and tons of ideas and, you know, concepts that you want to work on. So, uh, I want to thank you for, I think, giving back. Cause a lot of, a lot of people, right. That are animators, they don't, they don't produce as much 
as someone like you would on that kind of a caliber only because like you said it's very time consuming and it's really hard you know like i can't even imagine what it's, it's like it's difficult it's difficult how imagine trying to think of an idea every other day yeah I, before yeah. i used to do it every day dude for the when for the first two years that i first started i was releasing videos animated videos every day and i'm just like i don't know how i used to do that now i have to do every other day i have to or i'm gonna lose my fucking mind yeah give yourself a break and i think a lot of people um when looking at this podcast episode are gonna kind of get like a little bit of an insight as to who you are because they they know about the channel but they don't know who the person behind the channel is more or less because they assume you know hey get an animation done like you know, every single day, do it every couple of hours. Like people don't understand like, yo, this takes time. Like, you know, things like this, it takes time. You know, if you had, if you had an entire brigade, like, let's just say we cloned you like five times. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you'd have a, a, an animated episode, like every six hours in the channel, like it would be constant, but you're a one man team. So, um, I want to thank you so much for being on this podcast. I want to thank you so much for your friendship. I want to thank you so much for, giving us a whole bunch of things to laugh at and just to kind of look back on and go, you know what? You're the man, bro. So um, any last words before we uh, close this episode out? Uh, thank you for, for having me on the podcast and, and thank you for, for helping me get me to where I am. Um, not just you, but I, everyone that I've worked with up until now, um, everyone who has supported my content and uh, everyone who will continue to support my content, you know, Thank you. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you. And I hope I, I get to see you uh, once this is all over. Very this soon. this, this very, mess very is soon. over. So Devil Artemis on YouTube.com. You guys can also follow Devil Artemis on Twitter. Uh, Devil Artemis YT, I believe, on Instagram. You guys can also follow me at the Unreal Experience Podcast or my main channel, Unreal and Gaming, Unreal and Gaming on uh, Twitter and Unreal Studios on Instagram. Devil Artemis, thank you so much for being here. I hope you guys, you know, gained a little bit of knowledge as to who the man behind the camera is. And I hope you guys tune back in for more. Subscribe if you guys are new. Hit that like button if you guys are watching this on YouTube. Thank you all so much. And we'll be seeing you all in the next episode. Take care, guys.